Hi, I'm Lucas Mack. I'm a former TV reporter, a published author, TEDx speaker, musician, advertising agency owner, and management consultant. I'm also a former Christian preacher who dedicated 15 years of my life searching for truth and love. I've done a lot of work to heal, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, beautiful brothers and sisters. Welcome to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack, the host. And guys, I have to tell you about my week this week. First of all, I want to say I'm so excited for this episode. I have part two with my powerful, beautiful, deep soul sister, Beejel, um, who will, from Infinite Light Studio, who her and I get into such beautiful conversation about God and the love of God and knowing the God of love so that we can know the love of God. And such a beautiful conversation that we have. And I'm really excited. I really encourage all of you to really sit with this because I want to talk about this week that I've had. I've had a really down week and on a future podcast, I'm going to get into really the specifics of why it's been a down week, but I was wrestling with a lot of heaviness, a lot of darkness, predominantly around frustration that people are not waking up as quickly as I would like them to wake up. And it's not on my timeline. And this is what I had to learn this week is to surrender, but also to fully step into who I am and who I am for you, my dear brothers and sisters. Cause I believe that all the pain, trauma, abuse, darkness, being that my suicide attempt, being stalked by this great entity that I live around that I've broken out from this family structure, all the darkness, all the confusion, all the lies, all the the religious manipulation and control and abuse and spiritual, sexual, physical, emotional, psychological abuse that I've broken out of. It is to be in this moment right now to speak for all of you to say, dear brothers and sisters, your body keeps the score. It's a great book actually called your body keeps the score. I don't recall who the author is, but if you feel anger, frustration, there's something inside you that needs to be discovered, not something outside you. And my, my dear liberal friends, I want to say this to you. I want you to hear me, someone that loves you and, and, and would, and will stand for you and protect you and fight for you. Are you reciprocating that to all people? And I want to say something very specifically about the president of the United States on this Friday, the 7th of August that I'm recording this and releasing this. The Me Too movement was created by hurt people because hurt people hurt people. And because we have shamed the masculine energy and wound and, and perpetuated generational cycles of woundedness and a child abuse. It starts as abuse from parent to child. And because we have all these wounded men, those men try to satiate their lack of love by going out and taking whatever form they can to feel better. And they do that. 
in the form of hurting women. But the Me Too movement started, and who got arrested from that was Harvey Weinstein. And then the narrative of children being trafficked in abuse and all this terribleness, look it up, 800,000 children go missing in the United States alone every year. Look it up. It is a fact. And the question is, why does it not get talked about? The second question is, why are you continually believing the narrative that the mainstream media pushes on you? I come, I, I am a journalist. I have many friends. I have Whit Johnson, who's a weekend anchor of Good Morning America, host World News Tonight. I've had him on. He's a friend of mine. I have many friends who have, are still in the media who've been on this podcast as guests. I have friends that are producers at CNN. I have friends that are writers at the Today Show. I have, look, I know the media and I'm asking you, why are you so willing to believe a, a supposed authority figure sitting behind a desk that constantly pushes news out to you when you don't know those people and ask yourself, why are they showing one story over another? Because the fact is, the last four years, Harvey Weinstein's been arrested. Jeffrey Epstein's been arrested. Ghislaine Maxwell has been arrested. That's all been done under one man's first term in office. And I'm going to tell you, I really believe you who hate Donald Trump have been sold a lie. And you have such vitriol and visceral action, reactions to this man when all these facts that I just told you, 800,000 children go missing every single year. Watch my TED Talk. Watch how much child abuse gets reported. It could fill 10 modern football stadiums by, by the amount of child abuse every year. And those are the reported cases. Suicides higher than it's ever been in the United States, and they are not even really releasing the numbers during the pandemic. What I'm saying is there's something greater than your hatred over this man. And I'm asking you to wake up. Wake up. Christians, wake up. Everyone wake up. Stop trying to please man. Live in alignment with you and your source. I talked about it in an earlier podcast this week that God is a spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Don't worry about, well, what do they believe in? For the Christians are so hung up on Jesus being the only way, truth, and life to the Father. No man comes to the Father but by him, not through him. The King James Bible says by him, meaning to emulate him, to be alongside him as you go to your, you and the Father. You align. But the New Bible version said through, which made Jesus an idol, which makes it the great hang up and barrier. <sighs> Wake up, brothers and sisters. There's way more to what's going on right now. And your fear is keeping you controlled in a system that does not benefit all mankind. If what you are willing to do to one, you're not willing to do to all, then please do not do to that one. Where we go one, we go all. How many more things do you have to have cognitive dissonance about one political candidate who says things? And let me tell you, I'm going to do a whole episode on Donald Trump here coming up. But I want you to sit back, detach from your visceral anger and reaction to this man. Bad people are getting arrested under this man. They didn't get arrested prior to this man. In fact, 
Many of our political leaders were friends with the bad people, and that should tell you everything you need to know about what's really going on. Six companies control all the media around the world. Six. So I'm fired up on this. Also, this is part of what I was wrestling with this week. Also, that's why I'm excited for this conversation with my sweet sister, Bijel, is to wake people up, to find the God of love so that you can find the love of God and get in alignment with you and God. And stop fitting into a system, be it religious, political, social, economic system, but break free. Be free, dear brothers and sisters. And to help you with that, here's my sister, Bijel. My beautiful sister, thank you for coming back on the podcast. I, I loved our first conversation. I loved sharing, I mean, even just you coming from... Um, sharing you coming from Hinduism and me coming from Christianity. And then these, pers- in fact, I got chills right now, uh, just saying that and just, just talking. And it's so beautiful. I loved it. I just loved it. And so I'm so thankful to have you back. I'm so glad to be here. It's going to be a good time. Yes. Just like last time. I think <laughs> that's the goal. We come in and we're going to have fun yes. and we're going to explore consciousness in a whole new way that it's never been explored be- before, but you know, between the two of us, it'll be yeah. fun. It's so beautiful. You know, um, since, since we even last spoke, it's been so interesting where I've had some, um, negative comments, um, to me. And I, it's, we are at this convergent zone right now, this, mm-hmm. this convergent zone on the planet and prophecies and religions and spiritual paths and the earth changing, all these things are changing. And yet it doesn't matter what we believe. It doesn't matter what we think or say or do. If we don't have peace, if we're not <laughs> grounded yeah. in a knowing or a believing or a, you know, preaching doesn't change anything. And that's yeah. where, yeah. I mean, I don't know where, how are you getting grounded? How are you finding peace during this time? I, um, you know, the last, the last few weeks, I haven't been writing. Hmm. Um, I haven't been called to really put anything forward. And I think that is in an effort to ground myself. Hmm. And every time I try and attach myself to this train of thought, there's, there's just no resonance hmm. and the reason is, I think that as we shift out of the 3D, Um, kind of space through the 4D and just lodge ourselves very firmly in that 5D consciousness that none of these things matter. Mm. Like religion, it's not that it doesn't matter. And I have the utmost reverence for for all of these these tools. Yes. But at the same time, uh, they're just, they're words, they're teachings, and they, they... they are there for a specific purpose and a mm. specific point in time and perhaps not even time, but a place in consciousness, right? Vibrational mm. alignment. Yes. yes. And so right now I just, I'm, I'm 
grounding, like you're saying, like that right. is probably the, the most important thing, but it's just about being seated in my truth. Hmm. And it's not even about quantifying it. It's not about trying to put words to it. It's just about really sitting in the knowing of, of not even who I am, but in the knowing of truth. Just that, truth. Yeah, that I am. It's almost a yeah. knowing that I am. Yeah. Or, yeah. And it's yeah. it's like a surrendering process, but there's nothing to surrender because you're you are just allowing yourself to be. Hmm. And so I don't know. I don't I feel like I came into this um this episode a little unprepared because I didn't have a thousand thoughts swirling in my mind and let's yeah. talk about this and yeah, I yeah. have this to share. I am just feeling so so grounded mm. <laughs> and I'm just trying to do that, that work of being. Mm. It's so right beautiful. It, I, I think where we're going to go, I feel this calling. I want to all these different, like in Hinduism and in, in mindfulness and yoga and, and connecting to the divine and being, um, being in source and all, all that, or in Buddhism of, of basically surrender and complete mm-hmm. uh, non-judgment. And then even from the Christian perspective where Jesus says, take no thought of tomorrow. And that is literally take no thought of tomorrow. Right. For tomorrow has enough worry of its own. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof, he says. And evil and I want to, I want to define these words. I was on this call last night with these really beautiful is my inner, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to change internet. Hold on real quick. Cause I think I'm, I'm breaking up just a bit. Sure. Go ahead. If, if I lose you, I will hop back on. Okay. Oh, if wow. I lose. Sounds good. Okay. Are we, we're still there. You're there. Perfect. Yep. Okay. Um, but Jesus said, take no thought of tomorrow for tomorrow has enough worry of its own. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Mm-hmm. And evil, this, this word of good and evil, um, heaven, hell, light, darkness, all these, all these concepts, evil is just the absence of good. And devil means accuser. So devil is accusing and accusation can only be in the place where there's an absence of good. So that's where we feel guilt. That's where we feel like all these things. And, and it's only to remind us to go back into the good. And I want to share a couple of things because I don't know if it's reverberating from people's comments to me or, but I think this will lead into such a beautiful conversation that it also says in the Bible in first John that it says, God is light and in him, there is no darkness at all. And that concept it says and he um that walketh in the light the blood of jesus christ cleanses us from all righteousness so our job as humans not of just the christian path but just i look at that is just walk in the light walk in walk in the light and all these other things will fade away be grounded in in the good be grounded in love and the fear fades away. And I think that is why I just love talking to you so much is just we can kind of circle and look at these concepts of love, light, um, 
you talked about judgment last time and and I love what you said that God became a friend and that that is so beautiful that is such a beautiful concept it, it, Abraham in the Bible said was called a friend of God and like we we may we all see God as our friend yeah and you have to bring God onto the onto the same level or you have to bring yourself to that same level in order to experience the oneness Hmm. right yes um, yes that oneness just going back to to what you were saying um actually no you know what let's sorry it's okay (laughs) no no problem i know we're all over it's so good it's beautiful it's beautiful yeah, and and you know what? Okay, I just want to talk about uh, the light and the mm. and the dark and and these concepts as they were always kind of delivered to humanity yeah. were always in these literal senses and very very stark contrasts of black and white, light and dark. Yes. And what I find is that um, as we venture forward into this leading edge of consciousness, is that we have to identify these things within ourselves. And not so much in my um, experience or perspective of light and dark, but, or sorry, not so much of good and bad, but of understanding when is my higher self speaking to me Mm. and when am I getting in the way of the communication? So this, this is going to speak to the last two weeks, like I've been talking to you, to you about, but it's, it's been so much of me observing what's going on. Mm. in my, uh, you know, my mental narrative and where am I feeling resistance in my body? Mm. So like sometimes your, your stomach is in knots and you feel nervous or like I'm doing something and I'm just like, oh, I don't, I, I don't know or something yeah. that I'm, I didn't even think that I was going to do, but I'm exhilarated about it. Yeah. And it's yeah. about like really just tapping into those moments where higher self or consciousness or mm. God. Yeah is inspiring you to act and i think Mm. that's been the big takeaway for me right now is is acting on inspired in that inspired action and everything else just let it fall away Mm. and you know life we talked about this before but it's not supposed to be hard no and it's taken such a long time for me to break away from that idea of of you know things being having to be such a struggle Yes. To be worthwhile. Yes. Or you have to earn, you have to earn money. You have to earn success. You have to earn all these things. And the thing is we're inherently worthy. Yes. That's, that is so, that is so important. That is so important to receive, not even believe. This is so interesting talking about, I've been thinking so much about belief and talked about belief a lot but receive that narrative. It's like it, Jesus has this, he says, look at the lilies of the, the, the field. Look at them. If, if they are taken care of, how much more so will you be taken care of? But yes. then we reject that and say, well, I got to do this and I got to be this and I have to believe these things. And if I just get these things in order and if I overcome these things and it's like, no, receive that. Yeah. What did you say? You said we're, 
beautiful or what you just said something so beautiful like if we receive that we're worthy we receive that we're enough if we receive yes, that we're inherently worthy we're inherently worthy that is so beautiful yeah. and you know i had um i was in a meditation i was sitting in my backyard and um i had my feet dipped in the kids like you know little pool um and I was just sitting there and just trying to, not even trying, I was just there and it was so beautiful. Mm. But I had this message come to me, just kind of like your boundless surrender yeah. moment. Yes. I love that, by the way. Mm. Um, but it was, it was, it wasn't a voice, it was a knowing, but it said the energy of a galaxy is focused to create a tree. And I was, I was just looking at a tree and I was, I was becoming one with it and yeah. in my experience hmm. and I was just admiring it and, and feeling it. And, um, and it, and it said, imagine the energy that was focused for the creation of your being. And I, I just, it's not to say that we are more energy than a tree, but the magnificence of a tree and yeah. the energetic composition of a tree. If you've ever taken a moment to be in yeah. nature, yes. and I, I know you said you were in nature over the weekend, but yes, yes. when you take that moment and you're there, you, you are just humbled. You're yes. humbled by the magnificence of what is out there yes. of that creation. And so in that moment, I thought to myself, why do I ever question? Hmm. Why do I ever question my, my worthiness? Why do I question hmm my path um it's it sounds so silly when you think of it that way right yeah, like yeah how could we question right what we are here to do and our ability to do it i think the question is the ability to do it hmm. we know without right. a shadow of a doubt what we're here to do right yes but it's those thoughts that creep in and say you know there's somebody else doing it better yeah um, right there's other people Right. You're, you missed that. It's too, you're too late or, too late not, or yes. you know, and, and I think what I'm called to do now is um, I just find that I've been talking in such ethereal concepts, which are very true and resonant to me, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm thinking like all of, I, I live in a world and a life that is constantly teaching me where I'm receptive and, and an open container to receive everything that's being given to me and, and also cycled back, right? Like yes. I'm putting forth actions that are instigating events to occur where I can learn. And I'm just thinking like these conversations that we have, we, we kind of owe it to humanity and to the rising of consciousness to bring them back into that grounded space that mm. you're talking about. And I think that's where the work lies now. So uh, this is so good that I used to lead um, Ramo ministry for, for years. I've mm -hmm. been, I've done all, all sorts of different things. Um, but I used to ask guys, I lead this uh, men's Bible study and I called it men United. And, um, and we talked about what type of tree are you? And now in the non uh, biblical sense, I still leads men's retreats that are not, any um, religious context, but healing for men to heal their trauma, be vulnerable and express their deepest pain so that they can heal, receive love, reject fear and all these things. Mm -hmm. I still ask them, what type of tree are you? Are you an oak tree? 
are you an evergreen tree? Are you a palm tree? Are you a deciduous? Are you, are, what type of tree are you? And the reason I ask is our trees are, they're, they're magnificent. They are magnificent. The, the wisdom of the tree. Mm-hmm. The tree extends its arms out wide and receives the light, receives the sun, receives the wind, receives the rain, receives the cold and the heat, and it bends towards the light. The tree that doesn't bend towards the light dies. And you never see a tree brace itself with its branches. You would look at that and say, well, there's something wrong with that tree. And it, and it watches and it experiences and it gives and it, takes and it there's just beyond i i am <laughs> i laugh at myself sometimes because i become so i don't even know i would call it woo woo yes i become one with trees i love it and david wrote in psalms he said blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the lord and what's the law of the lord to love to love god to love people. That's the law to love. So we delight in the love of God and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in a season that whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And I'm like, wow. Yes. (laughs) Oh man. I want to be that tree. I want to be that tree. But this is the thing, right? Mm. Spirituality. I mean, once you dive in it, it is so simple. Yes. And I think it's been packaged in this very abstract, um, hard to reach place. And what I'm, I'm, I'm not even trying, like what I'm learning is that it's just so simple. And the more that I let go, like, you know, that tree that you're talking about, the tree, Mm -hmm. when it it doesn't brace itself, we had a a tornado watch just a few days ago. And we had the storm come through, It, it whipped right through, like, within 10 minutes in and out, but it wreaked some havoc. You know, the trees did embrace themselves Mm. and whatever was meant to fall away, fell away. Yes. You know, in my backyard, we had a bunch of like, you know, pieces of the branches and leaves. And I saw leaves like flying in the sky, Mm. in, in the air, but you know, the tree didn't think, Oh, let me, let me shut down and, and like resist this. No, it was part of it because I don't think, I don't think I'm utilizing my mind again, but <laughs> so, yeah. it's, it's not about thinking, but mm. it's about oneness. The tree mm. doesn't say there's a storm and I'm separate from the storm. I'm yes. one with the storm. Yes. The storm will cleanse me and the storm yes. will take what, what needs to go. Yes. And so that tree remains still firmly rooted in our backyard mm. and, and everything that was meant to go is gone. And it's and probably it stronger now because of the tension created the roots to, to grab yeah. into the ground and grow deeper and be, that's, that's what's so that's beautiful. Exactly yeah. The, it's simple. It's simple. Like we look around us, there is spirituality yes. everywhere and the yeah. laws of nature and the um, chemistry and the interaction and the communication of everything that exists around us is is the learning is mm. is where we we need to look to find the answers that we seek within as well mm. you know right. um there's a reason we have the power of sight the power yes. of sound 
you know, and if we can utilize those things to further ground us in this, in this present moment. And I just want to talk about the present moment for, for a second, Mm. because for the longest time, I thought it was um, past, present, future as three separate times, Mm. like very real times. And I realized the past doesn't exist anymore. Mm. The future doesn't exist anymore. It is only the creation of what we believe it to be in the past or the future that exists now. But even the present moment, it doesn't exist. Only when you escape time, that is presence, right? It's, it's like this, the construct of time is. It's a created, what I say, it's a created thing. It it is a created thing. Yeah. It's a, God created time. God is outside of time. And that's when we go in, we walk. This is where I'm so glad we're talking about this. I believe that to my Jewish brothers and sisters that Hashem created, that God created mankind to walk in his presence, to be in the presence of love, to literally the atmosphere, the breath, the, the being of us, wherever we walk, we bring love and light to every person and encounter. And that's when we can bless people. It's because we're blessing them with the presence of the most high God. And time, when we go into the presence of God, when we walk in that presence, it actually, there is no time. It can, you can feel like, that's why Jesus says to his disciples after the garden of Gethsemane, he says, could you not pray even one hour? Mm-hmm. Here, meaning he quantified time to them because he was showing them you are not walking in the, you have yet to truly understand there is no time in God. Yes. There's no, there's no now, there's no, it just is. It's, it's kind of like that boundless surrender. It's like beyond, it's, I can see it. I can feel it. I understand it. And yet there's really no work. Maybe when we put words to it, we lose it. It, it diminishes the, diminishes it. the, uh, the expansive infiniteness of it. Mm. And they, you know, in, in so many religious texts, um, you will hear that the word of God says, mm. I, you, you're, the human mind cannot comprehend right. the vastness of what I am right. or something along those lines. It's always that God and consciousness being such a mystery. Yes. But that's because the, the idea of God is it's, it can't be quantified in the mind as an idea mm-hmm. and it can't be quantified through language because the, our language is too limited to quantify that. Right. And, right. and which leads you then to seek as an, ex, as an experience, right? You experience, mm-hmm. you yes. seek experience. Yes. And only those that have had that experience will be able to share it in their own language. And that's why you have all these variances of these experiences and people then try and, you know, uh, formalize it. Yeah. And then they say, we're going to compare this and we're going to say, oh, well, these are the similarities and therefore this part is correct. And these are the differences and the variances. And, and so that is questionable and it, it can't be done that way. The thing is that in non-duality, everything exists. Yes. And the reason everything exists is because truth is not sing like it, it doesn't have a singular point of focus. Right. The truth 
if you look at it peripherally, which is the way that God or consciousness looks at it, is is a whole truth. Mm-hmm. But from the human perspective, we're looking at like one millionth, one billionth, like one, right. one, uh, not even that, right? Right. Like it's such <laughs> right. A, it's such a minute fraction of a fraction of a fraction that we're able to see and experience right. that when we relay that, you know, it, you can't, you can't compare it across, right. across different perspectives. This is so. I can get choked up. It's um, first of all, I'm very thankful for you. Likewise. And people are, I feel, um, people are holding on right now for, for dear life to these forms and they're scared. And, and I've seen during quarantine, really religion of all forms and every of the five major um, religion just almost get eviscerated. It's like, and, and then there's this like last push of like this judgment and separation and you better. And, and I have a long ago lost respect for people that are against things, but I gained beautiful respect for people are four things i don't want to hear what someone's against i want to hear what someone's for i want to i want to move forward i want to heal together i want to love together i want to be together as as human beings to to have this conversation and and to reference biblical text just because i have so many christians been attacking me lately is you know david says oh how beautiful it is for brothers to dwell in unity and, and my kids ask me, why do you always call people your brother and sister? My kids have been asking me the same. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's so good. Why and I said, because I sister. see. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, because I. That's not. I, it's as natural to me as to feel like truly, truly like you are my of sister. Of course. Truly. I see every person. I saw this homeless guy. I went for a walk this morning and. And I was like, brother. And he was kind of like not wanting to look. I said, brother. He looked up. I said, good morning. He's like, yes. Right. You're my brother too. We are so hungering just to be part of, just to be told we're okay. We're, we're loved. We're loved. We're loved. And anything that tells us we're not loved, anything that tells us we're, we're not beautiful and desired and wanted and sought after and pursued and, and supported, supported. That's so good. That, that those things, they're fading away. We are loved and God in his sovereignty, the most high creator origin being of all that is beyond what our mind can conceive of what is before what is and all that is loves. Yes. And, and that's that love. I want to go back to what you said. People, people are holding on for dear life. Hmm. And can we just deconstruct that? I mean, Hmm. people, they, Mm -hmm. they, whenever we say they people, that's an individual 
mm. individual that is separate. Yes. Right. Yes. Separate. It's not unity consciousness. That yes. is that idea of being cut off from the whole, you know, so holding on for dear life. Yes. Yes. Because in that separateness, there's a desperation to mm. reconnect mm. and, and that, that separateness that exists people without that connection it's not that without that connection but who haven't opened themselves up to the connection in that moment right they will hold on to they will cling to identity hmm. so we talk about identity we talk about belief and within the belief and identity structure which are one and the same yeah. so as soon as you have a belief that is who you believe you are hmm. right and belief stems from religion it stems from cultural upbringing, mm. um, you know, the media, yeah. the media yes. is creating a massive belief structure yes. that is actually surpassing religion. It is bigger and stronger than all of these other constructs that we've seen. And yes. that's the danger of it. Yes. But people are rooting themselves so strongly in this individual belief of themselves that that creates further division and separateness mm. Mm. so holding on for dear life if you take kind of a you know just calibrate with that vibration it is desperate oh yeah it's you know it is fear-based yes and i don't feel you know any sort of freedom in that right and so when people are holding on for dear life, mm. they, they are so devoid of that love. Yes. And that I just want to say about that love, love is not for the individual. Love is who you are. It's the unconditional experience mm. of being yes. everything. Yes. It's unconditional experience of knowing that you are one with everything yes so when i you know i can see a tree and and you know if i have a moment later i'd, I'd like to read something i wrote to, wrote um maybe at the end of this but yes. it was in that meditation that i referenced earlier i experienced rather than my breath going in and out of my body i experienced what it felt like for that same oxygen and the chemical reaction going between the tree and the air and myself. And it wasn't in and out. It, it now became this hmm. multifaceted movement of energy. Wow. So and cool. so you start to realize that it, you are not separate. Right. So anything that you think of in the separateness of your identity is, is faulty to begin with. Yes. So your foundation sucks, basically. <laughs> yes. And, um, even, and there's a verse that says, perfect love casteth out all fear. And that's why I use light and darkness and fear and love as synonyms or, you know, love and light are synonyms, darkness and fear are synonyms. So darkness exists in the absence of light. It is not a counterforce to light, just as fear exists in the absence of love. It is not a counterforce to love. So when perfect love casts out all fear, perfect love, which is unconditional love with no conditions to it, casts out all fear. When we go back into the presence of, of love and realize I could recite every religious text, I could fast, I could, I could feed the homeless, I could 
you know, I could starve myself. I literally could never watch any media again. I, I could be in the woods. And yet, without love, it does not doesn't matter. matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. And people are so concerned about going to heaven more than they are concerned about creating heaven on earth and taking the authority on earth to create love for people who have never, ever, ever experienced love. And I'm talking as someone who has stood on pulpits and preached the love of God while I was still hurting. And it was like to prove a a knowing versus a, man, if I could do it over again, I would just say, let's, let's just all hug. Let's just thank God for breathing. Let's just thank God that you are here now and the pain of the past and the pain that is residing doesn't have any more authority. And if you want it to go, we can, we can invite love in and we can, it can go. Yeah. But it's only through the conduit of that experience that you came to this truth. Hmm. You know, so often our lives present us with, with situations and circumstances where we feel such disalignment Mm. and and you keep going there expecting a different reaction and then you start deconstructing your identity your belief your entire mind structure and all of that falls away and when you stop casing everything even the teachings of religious Mm. texts yes uh, in what your mind perceives it to be you can allow it to breathe and be whatever it needs to be. So, I mean, just between brother and sister here, yes, you yes. know, there are people on the, the receiving end, right. Of, of your sermon that mm. would have received it through their own lens and mm. perhaps very pinnacle and pivotal, pivotal, pivotal for them mm. in that moment. So, mm, um, yeah, just, yeah. I, you know, I spent so much time thinking of what ifs in my life. And I realized that if I do that, then I can't honor what it is that I've created. Yeah, that's yes. That's right. part of my creation. Yes, that's right. Perfect. Right. Mm. You know, I have this vision. I've had this for a very long time. Um, and I, I somewhere deep down really believe it's going to happen. Um, I've always had these visions. Um, for instance, I'll give you this one story. I was, it was after my suicide attempt. I, I'll back up. When I was 17 years old, I was at church and we, I was in the balcony and everyone was singing this worship song. And I don't remember the song, but I do remember it was very beautiful. And, and we were singing and, and all of a sudden my voice, I was singing the same level, uh, volume level that I was. But then all of a sudden I, couldn't hear it. It became softer and the, like the whole church became very loud and then it switched and they became softer and my voice became very loud. And all of a sudden I heard God, God speak to me and say, someday you're going to lead my people into my presence. And I was like, this is the very first time I ever heard God speak to me. And I was like, what, like, what is this? And I told my mom and she's like, wow, that's really cool. And I'm like, it, it, it jolted me. It was like, mm-hmm. I had some experience that was beyond conscious like thought i couldn't think what i i experienced literally the audio changed 
Mm-hmm. And then when I attempted suicide at the age of 20 and, and God saved me that light, that night and my life has never been the same, but I, I had this vision a year later and I'm praying on my knees and I see, I walk up to, I think it's the LA Coliseum in Los Angeles where I think the Lakers play. I'm not sure, but it's some huge, it's huge arena. And there's cars ever in the parking lot. It's completely full, but there's no one there. And I walk up to the front door of the foyer and immediately when, I mean, immediately when I step through the doors, I am in the presence of God. I am like every pain, every heart like is gone and I'm in the presence of God. I walk through this foyer and I open the doors to the arena and there are tens of thousands of people just receiving the love of God. And I see myself on a piano and it, and I will never forget that I hadn't thought about that 17 year old experience until that day. And, and it was tied together. And since then, and I really believe it's going to happen. What, Billy Graham did essentially in a religious context for five decades, bringing tens of 70,000 people, hundred thousand people to these stadiums only with the religious like conversion. I really feel like there's going to be this massive movement of healing to bring that many people down and have volunteers. Like, do you want to heal? Do you want to cry? Is there a pain you've been holding on to? Is there secrets you have? Are, what traumas? Are you a perpetrator? Have you wounded other people? Do you want to heal? Like, come and let us heal. And just the love of God just, yep. just wash it all away. Yeah. And that, that intention in, in your feeling like your, your feeling of being there, of experiencing it, of tasting it, smelling it, touching it. And that is creation. Mm. You see that? Like you mm. see how when you're experiencing, even when you're relaying it to me now, I could tell you were there. Yeah. You were yeah. there. You were yeah. not in that room sitting at your computer. No, right. you, were, right. you were in a creative state. You are the creator. Mm. And that is, that is as close to God state as we get sometimes. Mm. And so if that's what it takes, then sit there and just daydream and imagine mm. all the beautiful things, right? That's so beautiful. So these are like yeah. the tangible tools that we have. We've been given these gifts. Yeah. You know, we, those, the same things that were written off when we were kids. Stop daydreaming. Yeah, get right. your head. Right. But the thing is, these are the things that bring us back to our divinity nature yes our divinity our power yeah no it's it's taking a nap it's um daydreaming Mm. it's it's finding that space in between sleep and Mm. awake you know there's this lucid state of uh dreaming it's called it's called lucid dreaming but in that space you enter a different pocket and it's it's uh, devoid of time mm. and you actually because you're not bound by the physicality of your body you get to do some pretty fun cool things mm. so in that space you know we have a different set of um, parameters with that we can play with we've never been taught to utilize these these functions of our being and everyone can do it right. um, it's just like meditation you know when <laughs> We were never taught as children right, right. Um, how 
well, maybe I, I was taught how to meditate, but I, I don't think I ever really understood what that meant because mm. it, was, it was structured in my experience. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, I got there, but now, now, you know, I want my kids to be able to find that stillness and, and mm. have those tools to, yes. to just tangibly go through life without feeling stuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. You're, you're, you're wise sister. I just look at you. Like, there's so much, so much an ocean of wisdom, an ocean of wisdom. As is in each of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like when, you know, what happens when the oceans meet, right? Yeah. <laughs> All crazy yeah. Tides and currents and then things get crazy. Yes. Things are just about to get crazy in this world and in, mm. in a great, fantastic way. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be beautiful. It really is. Do you want to, um, can you read what you wrote? Is, do you feel, is that, sure. yeah, I would love to. Sure. Um, if you could just give me a second, I'm going to pull it up. Okay? okay, no problem. No problem. And everyone listening, thank you for, for journeying. I hope you just know that when I say I love you guys, I, I truly love each and every one of you. And that, that love is not needing to know you your name or your, your face, but just God loves you. That's what I want to tell people. God loves you. It's the love of God that constrains us. Jesus said, if you knew my father, you would know me, but you don't know my father. You don't know me. Meaning we we're so conditioned to accept a form or a particular when we get to go back to that universal love of God. And anyway, it's just amazing to talk to my sister, B. Joel and, have these conversations while she's pulling up what she wrote. I just wanted to share that is you're loved and love always gives you your highest good always. And there's been always. so many times that it's been told to you that it was love, but it took from you and it was never love. And maybe the greatest discovery is realizing what was counterfeit and what is authentic. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. All right. Um, I don't think it's quite complete, but you know what? I think this is the time to share it. So I'll, I'll just share it. Beautiful. So it's, um, it's called A Moment of Expansion. Hmm. Have you ever spent time so fully and completely immersed in nature that you become acutely aware of the symbiotic relationship between yourself and everything around you? You are no longer witnessing a scene in front of you. You are breathing with it, moving with it, and feeling with it. Somehow, although sitting still, you feel the movement of the trees. Mm. When you breathe, your breath is no longer in and out, but cyclical as you experience the energetic pulse that brings life to life as it travels through everything. When you attune yourself to this energy, it downloads into the body as feeling. You are not separate from the energy of all things around you. It is you and you are it. Mm. Wow. Wow. There we go. Life 
to life. Wow. Yes. Life to life. You separate it, right? You can really feel the force. Mm. Yes. The power. Yes. We say life as a word because we take for granted, you know, like, do we ever think of what it is, the power, the force that even allows us to breathe mm. without even consciously thinking about it? Right. You know, I think I sat there one day just watching my breath, being like, holy smokes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like when I put attention on it, it feels like work. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, and I do this every moment of my life when I'm sleeping, when I'm awake, when I'm running, when I'm cooking, whatever it is, right? Mm. And I'm like, what magnificent force is it that has synchronized this and made it like automatic? It's beautiful. Yeah. But it's those little things that just make you think, I'm nothing. Mm. I'm nothing. Hmm. And yet, we're everything. Everything. <laughs> it's so it's so beautiful. And yet, but we're everything. Only, you, you can only be everything when you sur- surrender. Is that I? Am yes. Everything. Yes, that's right. You know, that's and me. they, uh, you know, we've always talked about like humility and being humble. That was probably the biggest uh, detriment to my own spiritual evolution. That word humble. Mm. Because to me, it was actually, don't have confidence, you're a piece of crap, yeah, um, right, blah, right, blah, 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 right? right? So I always thought I was, I was nothing, like mm-hmm. literally nothing, meaning worthless, nothing. Mm-hmm. But then um, as my life progressed and I started healing, yes. you know, yes. there's, a, there's a time where that word healing is, is all you can hold on to. Yes, that's right. You know, that's when right. you're in a, in a dark place, in a hard place, you, you say, I'm healing mm. and you will your wholeness into being. Yes. That's what healing is, right? It's just, it's the will, your own mm. will to become everything you are. And um, I had to like really tear down those ideas of, you know, to be humble. That doesn't mean I don't think I am worthy. Right. And to take it even further, I am magnificent. Yes. I yes. have so much to offer. Yes. I am here for a purpose. Yes. I am here to do great things that no one else can do, right. as is every other yes. being. Yes. Being. Yes. Yes. Right. And in that oneness, when we when we see each other all playing a different part, and without the other, we could not be playing this massive, incredible, beautiful symphony. Yes. We're all different pieces. Like, you know how powerful a small triangle is in a symphony and you just hear it going ding, Mm. ding, you know, like nothing is inconsequential. Nothing is insignificant. It's all very, very important. Sister, again, amazing. Amazing. I feel like I could. I need to take a nap after this is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. This was, is. Thank you. I'm having such a great time. Like I said. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I want everyone to follow my sweet and precious sister, Bijel. And again, where can, where can people find you? Where can people listen to you more? When are you going to start your podcast? <laughs> yeah, I guess I have to do that, right? <laughs> yeah. The universe has been nudging me and now yeah. we're like, okay, come on, let's That's do right. this. 
Yes. Um, so yeah, um, that will come, that will come. The podcast mm. will come. Beautiful. Um, right now you can follow me on Instagram at infinite light studio. And there you will find um, just little snippets of truth that I come al across along my journey. And um, the goal is, is simply to, to raise consciousness, to expand mm -hmm. love, and um, to be a part of something really meaningful. Mm. Beautiful. Sis, I love you. Thank you. I bless you. You're incredible. Your family, your husband, your children, your home. I bless it all. I Thank bless you it all. so much, Lucas. Mm. And I wish you the same. Mm. So much love, abundance, light, and love to you too. Mm. Thank you, sis. Again, Beagle, thank you so much. I love you so much, so much. I'm so thankful for you. Everyone, please follow Infinite Life Studio, uh, Infinite Light Studio on Instagram. Follow my sweet sister, Beagle. Her content's amazing. In fact, when I was down this week, her content helped me um, break through. Also, just a shout out to all my soul family out there. Michael from Our Everyday Lives, Lawrence from Spiritual Oneness, Aloise from Dharma Life Podcast, Champ from 5D Awakening Consciousness. There are so many beautiful souls awaking right now to the beauty of love and light and bringing it and offering it to all of you who are willing to take the scales off your eyes and see the truth that is right before you. And when you know the truth, the truth will make you free. It doesn't set you free. It makes you free. It's not passive. It's active. It's intentional. The question is not so much, are you in the truth, but is the truth in you? And it's not so much, are you in a political party, but how much of that political party is in you? It's not so much, do you fit into an ideal or an ideology, it's how much is that ideology in you? And are you the first person source of it? Then you need to question it. That's why experiences are so powerful. And that's why religious groups scare people away from having experiences because, because once you have an experience, you don't go back. You can't put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste bottle. Have your own experience. Get clear on your purpose on this earth. Get clear that when or if the electricity ever goes out and all the political systems and the parties and the AI and all the technology and media and data and frequencies and all these things that get pushed every single second of every day, just bombarding you. If all that goes away, it's just you and the sound of nature looking up and observing the sun during the day and the stars during the night. Find yourself in that reality because that is the truth of who you are. Everyone, thank you for listening. Talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com. <laughs>